Hi, and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you're currently looking for a new home church, we'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship from 4pm at North Lakes State College on the corner of Discovery Drive and Joiner Circuit. We hope you enjoy this great message from our Sunday service and come for a visit someday soon. Awesome. Father, we just declare you are good. We declare you are faithful. God, it is our joy to worship you. You are so worthy of our praise. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy. God, above my feelings, above my apathy, above my fears, above everything else that, that I might be feeling around me right now, we just stop and we just declare you in this moment. You are Jesus. You are the King. You are the Lord, our God. And we just worship you and we honor you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, according to your faithfulness, you have defended us. Lord, we thank you that you are our defender. You are our strong tower. Right now, I just speak across our church, the defense, the defense arm of God reaching out that you are hidden in the shadow of his wing. Right now, we just declare the defense power of God that you are our strong tower, our safe refuge. And Lord, it is in you that we find our hope and our joy and our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, I am enjoying our times of worship together. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited with what God's doing in our church. We keep hearing great reports every week about new people, people's family. Uh, Jamie and Charlene Camara, a great couple in our church. Their mother uh, reached out to us all the way from South Africa. Uh, last weekend and said she was watching and participating and uh, we just want to welcome you again wherever you are uh, thanks so much for joining us today we really hope that uh, the power of God touches you right where you're at in your lounge room and that you're encouraged I cannot believe that we have now been meeting like this for six Sundays I am still not used to it it's been a month and a half and I am still not used to it even now, I'm recording this in our brand new church building. Our carpet is in, our curtains are in, and we are not in. And I just think that is just driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. You have to know it. I come in here every week to film these, and, uh, you know, I just can't wait for the day that you and I uh, can gather and worship Jesus in our new home, in our new premises. We are definitely in some weird times. Who would have thought you would be getting dressed up to take the bin out to the street? Who would have thought you'd be putting on makeup in your nicest clothes to go to the local grocery store? We are in some pretty weird times. And I've found that as the world is slowing down, our minds are actually speeding up. Uh, further to that, there is an increase of chatter. There are murmurings and there are rumors and and the rumor mill around the world and the global landscape, it is quite distracting. There are so many new things coming out. Facebook and social media, the news, we're constantly being bombarded. We're inundated with new ideas. We're inundated with conspiracies. We're inundated with new facts every day. We don't know what to trust. 
We don't know if we can trust the news. I, I, I have to be honest with you. When I watch the news, I sit there going, is this true? Is this really the way that it is? Social media, and I get emails all the time of people, you know, providing, you know, different insights to this and that. There are a lot of big questions being asked right now, and unfortunately, there's not many answers that are coming with it. Big questions about the origin of COVID-19. Where did it come from? Did it really come from bats, or did it come from a lab that was nearby? Did it come as a result of 5G. There are so many different ideas that are going out there right now. For the first time, we are now asking the questions, can we trust major organizations like the World Health Organization? Can we trust the United Nations? Can we trust what is being said to us? Our countries being truthful about what's happening in their countries? Are, are, are their governments giving an accurate uh, depiction of what's really taking place. There are murmurings. There, there are rumors of wars. And there, we're, we're in precarious times. We're in unsettled times. People are even asking the question, what's Bill Gates really up to these days? And there are big ideas around all of that. And I think we have to be careful that we're not too given into all of that kind of stuff. I think even as Christians, we've got to be very careful that... Um, uh, you know, we're, you know, we've got to be careful with what questions we're asking and what ideas are we entertaining. Uh, many people believe that we could be entering into the seven-year tribulation. Uh, Jesus speaks about it in Matthew chapter uh, 24 in Mark 13. Revelation speaks about the tribulation. A lot of Christians believe that we are continuing to head towards end times. And I think you would have to be a little naive to think that things are not starting to line up with what Scripture starts to foretell as happening in the end times. People are asking questions about Bill Gates. Um, there, there are ideas that Bill Gates could be producing um, you know, a microchip that goes into our skin, but the only way to get the antidote to coronavirus or whatever other diseases might be on the earth is through that microchip. That sounds a lot like the mark of the beast. And I think we have to be aware of the things that are happening around us without getting unsettled. There is no doubt about it. We are in uncertain times. We are in unsettled times. Uh, there is a lot of global disruption. And I've even found myself asking some questions and feeling strange feelings and Gee, what's going on, man? How do we make sense of all of this? And I have found that being unsettled often leads to fear, and fear often leads to irrational accusations and behaviors. And I believe that we need to be on our guard. We need to be grounded in Scripture. I have found that when things are uncertain, it's that, that is the time to go to the things that are certain. When, when things are shaken, when things are upset, when things are, that is the time that we double down on the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God for me is this, is, this is my life right here. Everything in the Word of God, my life is governed by the Word of God. And it is my anchor. Scripture, King David says it like this. He says, your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so the Bible is my anchor in these unsettling times as we're trying to make sense of 
our ongoings around us as we're trying to make sense of, man, is this end times or not? I think it's important that we, that we really anchor ourselves in the Word of God. And so to that end, I want to spend some time looking at what Jesus has to say about end times. I want to really take some time and look at Matthew 24 today. I think that that is an extremely confronting passage of Scripture, and yet Jesus gives us some pretty profound truths in the midst of all of that. Can we pick it up in Matthew chapter 4? It says, Then when Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple, and Jesus said to him, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. I really hope that Jesus is speaking metaphorically there right now. We've just worked our tails off to build our new facility at 35 Flinders Parade. I hope Jesus is speaking metaphorically. But if he's not, okay, so be it. Uh, Jesus, we trust you. Continuing in verse 3. It says, now as he sat down on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. That's really important. There's a lot of things going on, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. And these are the beginnings of sorrows. They're the beginnings of sorrows. It's not the end yet. It's just the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my namesake. And there will be many that will be offended. One will betray another and one will hate another. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of lawlessness will abound. And the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Wow. Gee, James, you've picked a pretty uh, confronting passage of Scripture today, haven't you? I, I have, truthfully. I, I, I read that and I think, yikes, that is intense, Jesus. Seriously, that doesn't sound very fun at all. There's going to be rumors and murmurings and whispers and conspiracies. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. People are going to start to stand up and say that they're the Christ. Really? People are that crazy that they're going to start to say that they're the Messiah. Then Jesus says this, relax. This is not the end. Then he tells us these things have to happen, that there is purpose in these things. Uh, Yes, there will be hard times. Yes, there's going to be famines. Yes, there's going to be pestilence. Yes, there's earthquakes and 
And all of these things are the beginnings of sorrows. Yes, there's going to be persecution. You're going to enter into a time of persecution. Jesus promises us a time of persecution. He says that we will be hated on, that we will be betrayed, that we will be killed and even martyred for our faith. Lawlessness will abound and new laws will be passed that make no sense. The love of many will grow cold. Jesus is describing the beginning of the end. It doesn't sound very exciting to me at all. It sounds quite discouraging. It sounds quite unsettling, if I'm honest. And many people are asking the question right now, are we in end times? Truthfully, I don't know how to answer that question because Jesus himself says he doesn't know the day or the hour. But I think you would have to be naive to see that we are not starting to see many things described in, in Scripture starting to come true fruition. The global landscape is heating up, and we are definitely in precarious and vulnerable times. And so I want to talk today about how what are we supposed to do with all of this? How are we supposed to posture ourselves? How are we supposed to respond in the midst of all of this confusion? Most of these things, truthfully, are out of our control. We can't control whether one country goes to war with another country. We can't control COVID-19. We can't control what is happening in the global economy. We can't control 5G. We can't control Bill Gates. We can't stop the tribulation, nor should we, even if we could. But Jesus gives us some very clear instructions in Matthew 24 in how we are to posture ourselves, how are we to behave and respond in the midst of uncertain, shaken times. And I want to look at those five keys as we navigate these precarious times going forward. The first one, he says in verse 4, he says, Take heart that no one deceives you. Take heart that no one deceives you. Point number one is don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. There is a lot of deception. There's a lot of trickery. There's a lot of conspiracy. And Jesus gives us instruction here, do not be deceived. We have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit in the midst of everything that is going on. I actually believe that Jesus says don't be deceived from two different perspectives. The first perspective is don't be naive. Don't be deceived. Don't be naive. Don't have your head in the sand thinking that you can just live the hakutamatata lifestyle. There's no such thing as comfortable Christianity. Uh, The Bible does not promise us a life of comfort and ease and no worries. Timon and Pumbaa were a Disney movie. That is not how we are to live a Christian, Christ-following life. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We need to stay alert. We need to be focused. We need to be informed. We need to be on our guard. We need to be aware of the things that are happening around us. We must fight the urge to run away into our Christian bubbles. We've got to not go to Never Never Land. There's a lot of Christians that like to live in Never Never Land with their fingers in their ears with our eyes closed, just trying to think happy thoughts. No, we need to not be deceived, friends. We are definitely 
in precarious times. We can't afford to be living ignorance. We need the Peter Pans to start to grow up. Uh, Paul puts it like this in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, when I was a child, I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put aside the childish things. It's time for us to put aside the childish things and mature in our faith and not be deceived with what the enemy's ploys and plots are in the world. The second thing that I think Jesus is trying to draw to our attention here is don't be gullible. Don't be gullible. The first one is don't be naive. Don't have your head in the sand. But number two, don't be gullible. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't be easily persuaded. Uh, Don't buy into all the conspiracies. They're out there. There's there's murmurings. There's rumors. there's, There's all kinds of controversy. But we are not to be given into all of that. Jesus tells us that there will be lies. There will be imposters. But we need to not be naive. You need to be informed. But you also need to not be gullible where you buy into everything that's going on around about us. Don't be deceived, Jesus says. The second thing Jesus says is don't be troubled. In verse 6, he says, see that you are not troubled. See that you're not troubled. It's like, excuse me? Uh, Jesus, you're just telling us about all the most awful things ever. And then you say, hey, mate, don't be troubled. Uh, Rightio. I think Jesus is on to something here. In the midst of all these troubling reports, it would be easy for us to lose our nerve. It would be easy to get caught up in all of the murmurings and start to panic and start to lose uh, our grip on reality. We've got to be careful that fear doesn't get into our hearts and grip us. Yes, there are some pretty wild things. Yes, there are some uncertain things. Persecutions, wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilence. Uh, In this case, we've got a plague on the earth. Yes, they are not my favorite things. But Jesus specifically commands us, do not be troubled or don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Every time the Lord talks about the end, He specifically talks about it and then says that you would take heart for the day, that you would not be troubled, that you would not be given into fear. Jesus talks about end times to instill faith into us, not to instill fear within us. Maybe you're watching this right now and your heart has been troubled. Maybe you've allowed fear to just start to cause you to panic. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace to your storm. I speak peace to your racing mind. I speak peace to your heart. I speak peace to your anxieties and your fears. They are not of the Lord. I take authority over those things in Jesus' name, and I lose faith. Faith that comes from the anchor of the Word of God. We hold on to it. We will not be troubled. You know, children are easily frightened. Children run around saying the sky is falling. My children come into my, into my room at nighttime saying that they saw shadows. But adults, men and women of faith, 
are not so easily frightened. We are not so easily shaken. We have got to arise with an assuredness of faith. This moment, this season of trouble, this season of trial it is going to cause us to go from being children of God to being full-grown men and women of God. And it is time for us to move on beyond childlike faith to arising with our uh, faith, knowing that God is with us and for us. And if God is for us, who could be against us? And, and so it means that we can stand in the face of trouble. We can stand in the face of trial and not be shaken. I think we have a responsibility. Time. So this season is going to be a season of maturing and a season of growing up for many of us. My prayer over you in this time is that your faith would be proven and it would become a bedrock for your soul, that you would not be troubled in the midst. Number three, Jesus promises us in verse 12 that the love of many will grow cold. The love of many. Not just some, the love that love across our global landscape will grow cold. Number three is we need to not allow, don't allow your love to grow cold. Don't allow your love to grow cold. When you're isolated, when you're cut off from people, when you're not in regular interaction, when you're constantly being bombarded by rumors and and lies and conspiracies, it's easy to become suspicious. It's easy to distance your heart from people. It's easy to let your love begin to grow cold. I was speaking with one of my best friends in Vancouver, Canada, and he was telling me that when they go to the grocery store, that people that used to say hello, people that used to be warm, people that used to be friendly, now look at each other with suspicion. People avoid each other. People are so scared of, of catching this coronavirus that it's changing the way that they're interacting with one another. It's amazing what social distancing and isolation and fear can do to our hearts that allows us to move from being loving and gracious and generous towards people to know we're cold and, and we're consumed with us and ours. It's no wonder to me that the world is fighting over toilet paper because nothing brings out our own self-preservation instincts like fear. When you're afraid, your self-preservation instincts kick in. Jesus reportedly, uh, sorry, repeatedly instructs us to love one another. Jesus tells us that it's by our love for one another that we will be known as his disciples. Our love for each other stands as the hallmark for the fact that you and I are Christians called by Jesus. I want to encourage you, friend, in this time, do not allow your love for people to grow cold. Uh, when the world thinks self, we must be thinking others. When the world is teaching us fear, we must be declaring faith. When the world is thinking take, we must be thinking give. Now is the time for us to be generous. Now is the time for us to put our love in action. Now is the time. In end times when the love of many is growing cold, now is the time when we have an opportunity to shine. Uh, John 15, 13 tells us that greater love has no one than this, lest they lay down their life for one's friends. I want to encourage you as we 
are in end times, as we are in precarious situations, as, as things are uncertain around us and the love of many is growing colder, now is the time where our love for the world, where our love for our neighbors, where our love for our family and our friends, where our love for strangers is on display. Now is the time for us to love people at the shops. Let them have the last packet of pasta. Yes, there's one can of rice, or sorry, one packet of rice on the shelf. Let them have it. It's, it's time for us to let our love be on display. It's time for us to love those that are in our streets. Uh, how can you love those that are in your street? Do you even know the names of your neighbors? Now is that we can't go anywhere. We're stuck. We're on lockdown. Now is the time where you can write little notes and put it in your neighbor's mailboxes. Now is the time where you can say, hey, my name is James, and this is my phone number. If you need help with anything, if, if you need me to mow your yard, if you need me to go get groceries, how can I help you? Let your love be on display. When the world is saying love is growing cold, now is the time where we ramp it up. Now is the time to extend forgiveness to those who don't deserve it. Now is the time to call up those who have, have wronged us and, and forgive. Now is the time to let it go. Now is the time to get things right. Now is the time for us to call our enemies and tell them that we love them and that we're praying for them. Uh, there might be people in your life and you haven't spoken to them for years. Maybe it's a mother. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's a family member or a friend. Maybe you're at odds with somebody and you've carried burdens in your heart. Do not allow the love of your heart to make you cold. Choose to intentionally extend love. Now is the time to put our love in action. Jesus tells us in, in verse 13, but he who endures to the end will be saved. He tells us, number four, don't quit. Don't quit. He who endures to the end. We cannot afford to quit. We cannot afford to slack off in our faith. We cannot afford to just simply click on to autopilot and bunker down. No, we need to arise in this time. We must persevere through all of this. Those who persevere, those who endure to the end will be saved. We need to arise in faith. I want to encourage you, keep up your spiritual fitness. Keep up your spiritual fitness. If you're not keeping yourself spiritually fit, you will not be able to go the whole distance. We got to keep ourselves sharp. We got to keep up our prayer life. We got to keep in the Word of God. We need to keep our worship high. Keep engaging. Fight the temptation to not join on Sunday. Fight the temptation to not join in with a connect group. Fight the temptation to go it on your own. Don't quit. Now is the time to arise. Don't get slack. We need to arise in this time. And here's the last thing Jesus says. He says, in the midst of all this isolation, in the midst of everything that is going on around us, he says, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Number five is, now is the time to not shrink back. 
Now is the time to not shrink back. It's, it's not time to bunker down. No, this is the time where Christians need to arise. This is the time where you and I need to put our love in action and preach the gospel to bring the good news of Jesus. This is not a storybook. This Jesus really is who he says he is. And we need to be compelled with a sense of urgency that, that all the gospel will be preached in all the world and then the end will come. We have a responsibility to arise as his witnesses here and now. Throughout history, every time the church was persecuted, every time there was lockdowns and shutdowns, and every time there, was, there were martyrs, the church thrived. Now is the time that the church should thrive. I hope that when Jesus comes back, he doesn't come back to find a sleeping, bunkered-down church. I hope he finds men and women who put their love in action, who arose in faith and sought to bring the good news, the gospel message to our neighbors and our family and our friends. Our faith is not proven in the easy times. Our faith is proven in the hard times. This is what Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, 19. He says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. The church of Jesus is so much greater than buildings and so much greater than online worship services. The church of Jesus is about bringing the good news of salvation, the good news of the Easter resurrection message that we've been talking so much about. We've got to bring that to other people people. Jesus tells us in John 4, he says, don't say that there's four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already ripe. The harvest is ripe. Jesus tells us that people are hungry. People are spiritually hungry for him right now more than ever. Don't say that they're hard-hearted. Don't say that they're not interested. Now is the time that we need to stir ourselves to bring faith to those around us. I've been so encouraged by Denise Fulcher. She's been telling me about her neighbor who has been going through cancer. And, and she has the opportunity to do the grocery shopping and serve and be a blessing to her neighbor. And she's getting the opportunity to talk about the things of Jesus. Let me say this. Buying groceries for someone is beautiful. It's wonderful. But groceries doesn't see people get saved. Buying groceries opens an opportunity for us to then plant the seed of the good news. I'm so glad that Denise has moved beyond her comfort zone, not just buying groceries and doing good deeds for her neighbors. No, Denise is making a point of telling her neighbors about the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, this is not a suggestion, friends. This is not a suggestion. The Bible is not a book of suggestions. This is a book of commandments. Now is the time that we need to get the word of God in our mouths and declare it to everybody else in our round, around us. Jesus tells us when the end will come. He says, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. When the gospel is preached in all the world to all the nations, then the end will come. You and I can hasten the return of the king by arising in faith to preach the good news. And when I say preach, I'm not talking about shoving religion down people's throats. I'm talking about giving a testimony 
a testimony of the hope that we have found in Christ. Paul exhorts us to be ready in season and out of season to give a testimony. Friend, you have a salvation story. You have a story of how you came to Jesus. That is, we are now in season. It is it is open season now for sharing the good news. My question for you as we get ready to wrap up is, how are you sharing the gospel? Do people even know that you're a Christian? Do the people on your street know that you're Christian? Maybe you could actually share this message. Maybe you could share this Sunday service on your Facebook. Maybe you could start to use your social media platform to get the gospel out. God is not just looking to use the extrovert. God is looking to use all of us to bring the good news of hope in Christ to the world around about us. For the first time ever, church is available. The message of Jesus is available at the click of a button. You can watch it in your own lounge room. You are right now. Uh, We don't have to get people to come to buildings. We can now take the love of Jesus everywhere we go. And I want to encourage you, now is the time to arise in your faith. You know, as we get ready to conclude, I'm aware that there are all different kinds of people that are watching today. Uh, Maybe you're sitting there and you're sure of your faith. Maybe you're a Christian. You call yourself a Christ follower. Maybe you're an active member of Church Unlimited. We want to say we love you and we're glad that you're a part of our church. But maybe you're watching today and you would say in your heart, you know what, I'm not sure where I stand with God. I actually I actually might be far away from God or, or even I'm unsure. Or maybe you're watching and you've actually hardened your heart towards the things of God. Can I say to you this? The world is not getting any easier. Uh, the world is getting more chaotic. Things are even more uncertain now than they ever have been before. Now is the time to be certain about Jesus. Now is the time to be certain about your faith. There was a story in, in the Gospels that talk about uh, that, that Jesus was asleep in a boat and the wind and the waves and a big storm came. And the disciples were gripped with fear as the storm was going to wreck their boat. But they had Jesus in their boat. And so they went and woke Jesus up and they said, Jesus, we need your help. And Jesus rebuked the storm. My question for you is, is Jesus in your boat? You've got a storm going on. There, there, you're, there are things going on in your finances. There are things going on in your mind. There are things going on with your peace and in your heart. You've got, you're anxious, you're upset. Now is the time to be certain about having Jesus in your boat. If that's you, and I want to encourage you, we're going to pray in just a moment. We're just going to stop and invite Jesus into our lives in just a moment. We do this every week. I want to encourage you. Maybe you've been watching for a couple of weeks now and you've seen us do this, but you haven't actually participated. I want to encourage you. Let's pray together right now. If you're not sure if Jesus is in your boat, then we can be sure together and pray right here and right now. Would you pray with me? It's going to feel a little weird, but I know this, that if you pray this prayer from a sincere place in your heart, that God will meet you right there in your midst. Would you pray with me? Come on, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me. 
You proved it when you went to the cross and died from my sins. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, cleanse me. Wash away my shame. Help me to know you and live for you all of my days. Amen. Lord, right now, for anybody who prayed that prayer, I just speak your peace that surpasses our understanding. Right now, as you spoke to that storm, you were in the disciples' boat. You spoke to that storm and said, Peace be still. Right now, I decree, according to the authority of Jesus Christ, peace right now over every storm, peace right now over every anxiety, peace over every trial, over every tribulation. I speak faith right now being released in Jesus' name. For the rest of us, I want to pray over the rest of us. As we are most probably in end times, it's the beginning of end times. I'm not saying it's the beginning of the tribulation. I'm not saying it's the starting of the seven years. But we are definitely seeing things unfold as we move closer and closer towards the day that Jesus returns. Now is the time that we need the Holy Spirit. And so I want to pray right now over us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you into our households. We welcome you into every area of our lives. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would help us to not be deceived. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would open our eyes. Give us the discerning of spirits that we would know and understand the signs of the times and that we would understand how to posture ourselves. God, I thank you right now that you are not going to allow us to be deceived, but your Holy Spirit is revealing to us the things that we need to know. Right now, I speak against trouble that we would not be troubled in Jesus' name. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for a dispatch, a release of the gift of faith. I thank you, Lord, that in the midst of fear, there is a supernatural endowment of faith. And by Jesus Christ, I release it in this place right now. Right now, in every house, every room, every person, wherever you are, at the park, at the beach. I lose faith into your spirit. I thank you, Lord, that the love of Jesus is going to arise in us, that we are going to be more demonstrative with our love. When the rest of the world is, is growing cold in their love, we are going to be arising with love, and it's going to be a hallmark. It's going to be a testimony that we are yours. God, I thank you for resilience and resolve in our spirits. Right now, I just speak strength where people are feeling weak, where people are feeling overcome. I speak strength and resolve right now. In Jesus' name, I loose it over every family. Strength right now in their faith. Do not quit. That there is an endurance. There is a perseverance. That we are going to persevere to the end. And Lord, I thank you right now that we are going to see the gospel, the good news of Jesus spread across the earth like never before. I thank you, Lord, for a revival. Revival with our neighbors. Revival with our family and our friends. Revival with our colleagues. Holy Spirit, I lose boldness and courage and confidence over every person watching that we would not shrink back in our witness. But now is the time to arise with faith to declare the good news of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Over every family, we bless you. We are so glad that you've joined us uh, for church.
today, whatever day it is and whenever you're watching this, I want to encourage you. Now is the time to uh, double down on your faith. Now is the time to anchor yourself in the Word. Before we go, uh, we have a prayer uh, chat room available. We would love our ministry teams right now are on standby waiting to pray with people. We want to pray with you in your situation. Maybe you've got a financial need. Maybe you've got a need with your children. Whatever your need is, our teams are ready and willing to pray with you. They would love the opportunity. And so I want to encourage you. There's a little button in the bio called prayer.churchunlimited.com.au. By clicking that button, you will go into a waiting room. When you're in that waiting room, um, our room host will say hello to you. And then they will assign you to one of our prayer team. I want to encourage you. This is important. It's important that we pray. And so we hope to see you in one of our prayer rooms. Next week, we are so blessed as we have the one and only Lucas Connell going to be speaking to us. Uh, Pastor Lucas is my best friend and has been telling me what he wants to preach. And I am so excited about the word that Lucas Connell is going to release. This is not just some generic word. This is a word that is specific for Church Unlimited. And so I want to encourage you, join us next week. It's going to be fantastic. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed in the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you join us for Sunday worship.